Williams. You all know I'm my cousin Sandy, right? And um, her husband, uh, Reverend Williams, he's going to come and give us a word for this morning. Amen. Amen. We thank God for, for them uh, coming up and traveling so far from Florida. And uh, we know that the God is, is going to use you. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this time. We pay, pray for Pastor Williams. Lord, we ask that you would, would um, open his heart, his mind, his tongue. Allow him to speak your word. I pray that you would open our hearts to be able to receive your word. And I pray, Lord, that, that you would do great things in and through our lives, especially our mothers, because of your word today. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Oh, come on and bless him in the house today. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. If you love the Lord, stand to your feet and just give him a moment of praise, please. Come on, just, just praise him. Come on. Come on. Is this different from what you normally do? Come on, praise our Lord this morning. If you got up, you ought to be able to praise him today. Amen. 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 Oh, come on. If you're able, you may have your seats where you are. Standing, yes, we, we, we thank God this morning. And, you know, while, while, while God is moving, while God is moving, Lauren, 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 you, you know, uh, we always push and we, we always wonder what God is doing in our lives. And when God touches you and gives you a gift, make sure, make sure that that gift comes back to God in its fullest in all that you do and understand understand that the children of Israel went through 40 years and many of them that started on the journey as a matter of fact none of them that started on the journey got to see the promised land but because you are in the midst of your gift and you do get to utilize your gift know that your gift has to be given to God. Sometimes you may not want to stand up and speak. Sometimes you may not want to stand up and, and portray or do this, especially here in the house of God. But find ways to utilize your gift for God's purpose and watch him open your doors. Amen. Come on, put your hands together. Amen. I, I, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know you don't like for a new preacher to come in and preach a long time. Amen. Uh, I know. I, I, Larry, I'm about to say Pee Wee. Larry. <laughs> Larry probably doesn't preach as long as I do and, and all that kind of stuff. But if y'all don't mind, just give me the next hour or so and we'll. Y'all laughing and nobody laugh on that, CJ. <laughs> Uh, let me get to work. I give you greetings this morning. I give you greetings this morning, and I bring you greetings from Greg Chapel and Greater Bethel African Methodist Episcopal Church. Greg Chapel is where I have been for the last 14 years. Hurricane Michael destroyed Greater Bethel, and my bishop asked me because of some of my skills in home building and those types of things to take over the second church bring it back up from the ground. I mean, when I say Hurricane Michael destroyed it, it destroyed it. It took the roof off the church. I mean, damaged the church, pews, everything was destroyed. But God, but God is allowing us now. We finished the first floor. We're in the sanctuary on the second floor. And before long, God will have us back in worship upstairs. We will start next month downstairs. God has blessed us to get all of that done, and we have not had to borrow a dime. 
thank you, Larry, for this opportunity to bring this word this morning. It's always a blessing to be here. For our mothers, for our mothers, I have to, to give a special shout out to my mother. I lost her a few years ago. So this is always tough. But I know she's always watching over me. Amen. Uh, to Kim, my son's mother, who is deceased, but I know she keeps her hands on the boys better than I do. Amen. Amen. And, and, you know, when you lose someone in your life like that, and I had to be father and mother. So I understand, moms, a little bit. <laughs> Just a little bit, okay? Uh, to Cassandra, my wife, who is mom, grandmom, and who fills all the squares so beautifully and elegantly. I love you. Amen. To my mother-in-law, Betty Johnson. Amen. Always has me Coke and pie when I get here. And to my grandmother, Maddie Johnson. Amen. I love you so much. Amen. And to all the mothers over this church and everywhere, we ask that you bless them. And one of the things that we do at Great Chapel each year is we honor our mothers uh, not only with flowers, this, that, and the other, but Rev always likes to bless mothers, amen, in a special way. So who is the youngest mother in the house today? Who is the youngest mother in the house today? Nobody wants to get an age, but <laughs> it might benefit you to say if you are the youngest mother, 20, 25. This is the youngest mother in the house? Gideon's wife, you're the youngest mother in the house. Amen. Then, then we want to bless you Amen. with this today. Amen. 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 Who is the oldest mother in the house today? <laughs> God bless you, Grandma. Amen. Amen. Now, here's the one, here's the one, here's the one. And it, it, if, you, if it's one of the two of you, you can't take it. Amen. But who has the most children? <laughs> In the house. Bless your baby. Amen. 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 I see that's a joke in here. Amen. That I picked up on, and I picked up on the fact Larry couldn't sing. Amen. <laughs> Amen. On the day that God created mothers, he had already worked long and over time. One of the angels said to him, Lord, you are sure you're spending a lot of time on this one. The Lord turned and said, have you read the specs on this model? She is supposed to be completely washable, but not plastic. She is to have 180 moving parts, all of them replaceable. She is to have a kiss that will heal everything from a broken leg to a broken heart. She is to have a lap that will disappear whenever she stands up. She is to be able to function on black coffee and leftovers. And she is supposed to have six pair 
of hands. Six pair of hands, said the angel. That's impossible. It's not the six pair of hands that bother me, said the Lord. It's the three pairs of eyes. She's supposed to have one pair that sees through the closed door so that whenever she says, what are you kids doing in there? She already knows. She has another pair in the back of her head to see all the things she is not supposed to see, but must see. And then she has one pair in front that can look at a child that just goofed up and still communicate love and understanding without saying a word. That's too much, said the angel. You, you can't put that much time in one model. Why don't you rest for a while, Lord, and resume your creating tomorrow? No, I can't, said the Lord. I'm close to creating someone very much like me. I've already come up with a model who can heal herself when she's sick, who can feed a family of six with one pound of hamburger. And who can persuade a nine-year-old to take a shower when they don't want to? <laughs> then the angel looked at the model <clears throat> of motherhood a little more closely and said, She's too soft. Oh, but she's tough, said the Lord. You'd be surprised at how much a mother can do. Can she think, asked the angel. Not only can she think, said the Lord, but she can reason, compromise, and persuade. Then the angel reached over and touched her cheek. This one has a leak, he said. I told you you couldn't put that much in one model, Lord. That's not a leak, said the Lord. That's a tear. What's a tear for, asked the angel. Well, it's for joy, for sadness, for sorrow, for disappointment, and for pride. You're a genius, said the angel. And the Lord said, I didn't put that there. You'll get that tomorrow. <laughs> Mother's Day is really important in case you haven't caught on. Let me repeat that for you. Mother's Day is actually a big deal. Amen. If you stop and think about it, it's easy to understand why. A mother sacrifices her body, her time, and her energy for her family 360 days a year. She cleans the house, prepares the meals, washes the clothes, runs a taxi service, and oversees the family without much thanks at all. Then we have just one day designated for our mothers. What's wrong with that picture? I like the cartoon that shows the mother standing in the living room holding one child and another kid is writing on the wall. The husband comes in just about that time, his eyes are budging out at what he sees, and, 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 and uh, the tired mother shouts, you always ask me what I do all day. 
She says, I didn't do it today. Now you see what you get. <laughs> the fifth commandment reads, honor your father and your mother. To honor simply means to value, to respect, to pay tribute to. That responsibility to honor our mothers begins when we're a child and continues until the day we die. My simple subject for today is honor to our mothers. Jesus Christ set the example for us about how to honor our mother at various stages of his life. So today, let's consider how Jesus honored Mary on several different occasions and follow his steps. If there's anyone to follow the book of Luke, the second chapter, the 46 through the 52nd verse tells us after three days, they found him in the temple courts sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. Everyone who had heard him was amazed at his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished. His mother said to him, son, why have you treated us like this? Your father and I have been anxiously searching for you. Why were you searching for me? He asked. <laughs> Didn't you know I had to be? about my father's house, but they did not understand he was saying to them. Then he went down to Nazareth with them and was, listen to this word, obedient to them. But his mother treasured all these things in her heart, and Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and in man. Here, our first, first point this morning is obedience. There's only one story about Jesus as a child, but it's an enlightening one. Jesus was 12 years old and went with his parents to worship at the temple in Jerusalem for the Passover feast. It was an annual trip about 100 miles if they took the normal route around Samaria. Since they usually walked in large groups, it probably took four or five days to get there. Jesus has always proven responsible and his parents trusted him. So when the group from Nazareth started home, Mary assumed Jesus was with his father and Joseph assumed he was with his mother. At the end of the first day, when they set up camp, they discovered Jesus was not there. The longer they searched, the more concerned they became. I'm sure panic began to build in Mary's heart. We lost one of our kids in the mall one day. <laughs> he was hiding up under a clothes rack. And it was about the time all these kids were being lost in Atlanta. We panicked, looked all over the mall, everywhere. I mean, we'd lost our mind. My wife was frantic. About this time, we see one of the security guards coming, and he tells us, oh, he was hiding up under the clothes rack right where you were standing at. You know you want to kill him, <laughs> but you want to hug him at the same time. <laughs> so I know, I know, I know, I know how Mary felt. There were hundreds of thousands of people in Jerusalem. Some of them were not good people. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Where was Jesus in her mind? She, she had many bad pictures 
like every mother would have. Even greater, she, she had been entrusted by God to raise the Messiah, and she had lost him. Mm. Failed to protect him. Mary and Joseph, as you know the story, retraced their steps back to Jerusalem. It didn't take 10 minutes to find him, scripture says. It took three days. Luke, second chapter, 46 through the 52nd verse, it says three days later, they finally discovered him. If it would have been three days for us to find our child, we would have been crazy. But listen what the text says. When he went down to Nazareth with them, he was obedient. Somebody say obedient, obedient. to them. And Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. Jesus was obedient to them. He knew he was gifted. He knew he had a special calling even beyond his parents' understanding. He matured physically, socially, spiritually, intellectually. But in his teen years, he was obedient to his mother. Young people, be obedient to your parents. If you have a mother living, it doesn't matter <coughs> how old you are. Be obedient to them until death. Mm. In my day, that wasn't an option. It wasn't an option. It wasn't an option. Mom got confirmation from dad. Say amen, somebody. You didn't want mom to say, I'm let your dad handle it. Amen. And, and when I went to my dad for something to get around my mom, he would say, ask your mom. Somebody say amen. Ask your mom. And if she wasn't there, he said, well, wait till she get back. Somebody know what I'm talking about. It was all about being obedient to her first and foremost. John, the second chapter, the first through the ninth verse. John 2 and 1 gives us this story. And on the third day, a wedding took place at Cana in Galilee. Jesus' mother was there. And Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. You all know the story. The wine ran out. Come on, y'all. The wine ran out. And so we find in the midst of this story, now our second point. And this Jesus showed respect to his mother. Oh, yeah. Not only was he obedient to her, he showed respect to his mother. It's, it's something, you know, when I, when I see kids different places and, and they'll wait till they get in front of other folks and show out on their mom. You didn't do that with my mama. Amen. And if you did, it was only once. I think it was only once. Yes, it was only once. Yeah. If I remember right, it was only once. Amen. Amen. It's a good thing I can remember. Amen. After the way she hit me. Amen. 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 Celebrations during that time would last several days. It was a huge party. On this day, the wine ran out. And as you can imagine, that was a big problem. You didn't just jump 
and go down to Walmart and pick up another bottle like y'all do today. <laughs> yeah, I said that. That's amazing. I, I want, can I jump off, go down this rabbit hole right quick, Larry? Look here, man. <laughs> It's amazing to me to see my people in the store. Oh, man, I, I see my folks in the grocery store, and they see Rev coming. They be hiding stuff. Hurry up. <laughs> Acting like, those ain't my lotto tickets, Rev. I don't know why those sitting there. <laughs> Let me get back to the store. Let me get back to the store. Let me get back to the store. When the wine went out in those days, that actually meant the party's over. That's right, truly embarrassing to the host. So Jesus, his mother spoke to him about the problem. They have no more wine, she told him. Mary obviously knew and cared about this family, so she was concerned about this. And rather than going to the bride and the groom or to the host, she went to her son Jesus. Now realize at the same time, Mary has, has lived her entire life with the knowledge of knowing that her son was the Messiah. The one sent from God to save the world. And now he's 30. He really hasn't shown himself to everyone. What was Mary doing? <laughs> Mary was being a mom. Say amen. amen. She was being a mom. She, 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 Jesus, this is what I want you to do. Amen. My mom used to be the same way. Amen. Get in front of her friends, tell them, yes, this is my baby boy right here. It didn't matter if I was 25 or 50. I was still her baby boy. And then she'd tell me what to do, showed out on me in front of her friends. <laughs> Amen. But Jesus is a man in the midst of this story now. He, he really doesn't have to obey anymore, but he still honors his mother. First, he honors her by sharing with her God's plan for him. Mm. How does that concern you and me, mom, this wine running out? Jesus asked, my time, my hour has not yet come. Now, whether Mary got that message, it's not clear in the text. But his mother kept right on going. She did, really didn't care what Jesus had to say. She turned right around and, and told the workers, do whatever he tells you next. That's the word, y'all. And you know what happens? Jesus performs his first miracle at Cana. The miracle was to affirm that Jesus was the chosen one. Affirmation, affirmation. That should be your first gift in the midst of respect, honor, and obedience to your mother. Mothers deserve respect. This last one, this last one, this is point number three, and I'm almost done. Somebody say amen. John, the 19th chapter, records this story beginning at the 25th verse. And it says, near the cross, and, and this, this, this one is about providing for your mother. 
something we don't think about from a biblical standpoint. Near the cross of Jesus stood his mother. When Jesus saw his mother there and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, he said to his mother, Dear woman, here is your son. And to the disciple, here is your mother. From that time on, this disciple took her into his house. Jesus told that another way to honor your mother is to make sure she has care and provisions when she's in need. Get this, church family. At the foot of the cross, Jesus loved the most. His mother and John, the disciple. Jesus made provisions for his mother to be cared for after he died. Jesus knew that John had the capability of caring for Mary, and he also shared in her spiritual faith. So Jesus entrusted to John the responsibility of caring for his mother after he was gone. Part of honoring your mother is to make sure that she's provided for when she can't take care of herself. Children have an obligation to honor their parents as they grow older. That might mean seeing that their needs are met in case you die before they do. Oh, come on, somebody. Have you ever thought about it in that way? It might mean pitching in with some real money so your parents can live their final years in dignity. It might mean showing love and care even when your health and mental faculties begin to fail. Remember, you'll die one day, too. You'll get old one day, too. Amen. I tell everybody in the church, everybody in both of my churches, the reason I give so much to the children in the church is because I want them to roll me around when I get old. <laughs> CJ might be gone somewhere. Amen. I'm messing with you, girl. <laughs> Leviticus 19 and 32 says, rise, rise, rise in the presence of the angels. Show respect for the elderly and revere your God, the Lord. Honor your mother today. She deserves it for the sacrifices she had made for you. In the end, your mother is the most important thing you can do. By honoring Jesus Christ in your life, you have honored your mother. A mother's love is always true. It's all you need to get you through. A mother's love can seem like hate. She's only tough to keep you safe. A mother's love is always there in simple ways she shows she cares. A mother's love can never compare anyone else's anywhere. A mother's love is here to stay. I love you, Mom, we should all say. Happy Mother's Day to each of you. And God keep you is my prayer. Amen. Amen.